my name is Farrah Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. I'm especially grateful today that you all can't see me during this show because I am just absolutely covered in dirt right now. Reuben, the station manager, tried to brush me off with this old broom he found in the supply closet, but I think all it did was add dirt and dust. Let this be a lesson for you all. Put an expiration date on the IOU coupons you give to your parents for their birthdays. A couple of decades ago, I gave my mom an IOU coupon to weed her flower garden. And okay, I know some people will judge it's not the best gift, but wood elves live for hundreds of years. Do you know how many birthdays we have? Hundreds! So not every gift is going to be amazing. Anyway, she was super appreciative in a typical mom-like fashion, and so much time went by without her using it that I forgot I gave it to her. Then, yesterday, when a giant leafy bear fly trap pops up in her garden, suddenly this coupon appears out of nowhere, like I had just given it to her yesterday. So that's how I spent my morning, chucking rocks at the bear fly trap to keep it from eating the other plants in my mom's garden, and diving to the ground when it tried to eat me. I was supposed to kill it, but the only thing I was really killing was time, until my best friend Raedra was able to come over with her aunt's giant broadsword and chop it in half. Again, Put an expiration date on your IOU coupons. I think my other mom has one for me from 40 years ago for a foot massage. I don't want to think about what she's saving that one for. Anyway, let's get into our first letter. Remember, if you want to write into Dear Lysphera, you can send your letters to Dear Lysphera at the Towering Forest Radio Station. This first letter comes from Joelle. Joelle writes, Dear Lysphera, I love your show. Oh, thank you, Joelle. I have a few questions that I need help with. Here's the first. A dragon and a chimera are 1,000 decks apart. The dragon is flying west at 150 decks per hour, and the chimera is running east at 500 sips per hour. How soon will the two cross paths? Hang on. This sounds a lot like homework. Joelle, did you just send me your homework? Okay, well, I can't do your homework for you, Joelle. I mean, I can do it. (laughs) Not to brag, but I was top of my class when I was in school. I was especially good at problems like these. I mean, obviously the answer is that the dragon and the chimera will never cross paths since one is in the air and one is on the ground, but I learned the hard way that that kind of innovative thinking was not appreciated in the class tree. At least, not after the 15th time. You see, they made it a dragon and a chimera because first they want you to convert sibs to decks, since decks measure flight speed and sibs measure ground speed. So if the chimera is running at 500 sibs per hour and 50 sibs equals one deck, then the chimera is running at 100 decks per hour. Now we know the speed at which both the dragon and the chimera are traveling in decks, and we can continue from there. Except I don't want to do your homework for you, so... I'm just going to figure it out on my own, but I'm not going to say the answer out loud. And two and a half hours. How fast was that, Reuben? What was my time? You were timing me, right? What? Oops, I got excited. Well, that was a freebie, Joelle. Do the rest of your homework on your own. Oh, let's see if you have a request for advice further down in the letter. Let's see, witch's cauldron can hold five gurns of potion. Nope, the rest is just your homework. Do it yourself, Joelle. I will be filling these out later, though. Off the air. Let's move on to our next letter, which is from Mizik. Mizik writes, Dear Lysphera, my name is Mizik. Several months ago, I started making charm bracelets for my friends, and I taught myself how to put a little magic in them so that they had actual charms in them. They're just simple charms, like being able to revitalize a drooping flower or amend a tear in your clothing. The bracelets were a hit with my friends, and they encouraged me to start selling them. 
I'd been making jewelry for a while, just for myself or for friends and family, but I'd never considered making a business out of it. So I thought, why not? I started making more charm bracelets, and my friends helped me find customers. Soon I had a huge waiting list for bracelet orders, and I was making more than I had ever made before. It was really exciting for a while. People seemed really happy with their bracelets, and I was making some money, which was nice. I'm saving up for a new spell book, so any extra income helps. But recently, I've been getting tired of making these bracelets, which is sad because I used to really enjoy making them. It was just a calming thing to do with my hands while I listened to the radio or chatted with friends. Like I said, I'm really appreciative of the money I'm making and all the work my friends put into getting me customers, but this thing that used to bring me a lot of joy is making me feel like a phoenix crumbling to ash. Wow. What should I do? Love the show. Hope you read this. Thanks, Mizik. They, them. That was a beautiful simile at the end there, Mizik. The imagery. Wow. (sighs) Well, above everything else, your mental health should come first. If making these magical charm bracelets aren't making you feel good anymore, it seems like the good thing to do would be to stop making them. But there are less extreme options. Taking a break just for a while could be a nice way to recharge without totally giving up the business. Something else you could try is limiting yourself to how many orders you're going to fulfill in a certain span of time. That way, you can make sure you're not overworking yourself and maybe even find yourself looking forward to making the bracelets once you're not working on them all the time. As for your friends, it sounds like they really love and support you. That's clear in how they wanted to help you create your business. Knowing that, I'm sure they'd be just as supportive if you told them you wanted to stop or to take a break. I don't think you have anything to worry about there. I hope you're able to get some rest and find a way to enjoy making these bracelets again, whether it be for selling to other people or just for your own enjoyment. I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with some call-ins. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Lisfira at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, a word from our sponsor. What? Do I talk now? Okay, wavy. Hi, everyone. My name's Athelia, and I lead a full moon dance class here in the Towering Forest. Our attendance is down, so my boss told me to come here and read this message. So I just do that now? You don't talk much, do you? What was your name again? Reuben? Okay, Reuben, I'm going to read this now. Are you feeling lost and disconnected from your creative spirit? Need some emotional rejuvenation? Want to take a dance class but you're busy during the day? Then come check out Viven's Dance Studio in the Towering Forest. We specialize in full moon dance classes. That's the class I teach. This is me, Athelia, talking now. That wasn't in the message. I'm going to keep reading now. Our full moon dance classes are all about following the dancing paths of the moonbeams and dancing your truth. But also, if I tell you to dance a certain way, please don't improvise. It's really annoying. Oh, this is me talking again. But that was important to say. I I feel like it should have been in the message. The class is all about improvisation and being free with your movement. Again, please don't improvise in my class. I really hate that. And for our winged students, we highly encourage you to take to the skies to be even closer to our dance instructor, the moon. Yeah, so I'm the dance instructor, and I'm a water nymph, so I can't fly. So if you fly in my class, that would basically be a form of improvisation, and I will kick you out. So please don't do that in my class. Thanks. For more information, tell your speaking plant to call Viven's Dance Studio in the Towering Forest. Just don't call between, like... 
9am and 6pm because that's usually when I'm supposed to answer calls and I don't really like talking on the speaking plant. But you can call at any other time and someone else will probably answer. And then there's just like another sentence about how we hope to see you there, but that's basically the whole thing. Okay, Wavy, am I done now? Can I go? Okay, bye! And we're back with Dear Lisfira. Let's talk to our first caller. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi, Lisfira. Hi! I mean, hi. Why are we whispering? I'm hiding in a bathroom and there are some people. No, stop! You have the prettiest wing. Oh my god, stop. You're my best friend. I'm so glad we met in this bathroom three minutes ago. Okay, they're gone. Hi, I'm Zia. Hi, Zia. Why are you hiding in the bathroom? Um, so, I'm on a date, and it's not going very well. Oh, no! How long has it been? About five minutes. Only five minutes? It's been a long five minutes. Well, run me through everything that's happened so far. So, for starters, he picked the place. He said, I know this tavern, it's fantastic, you're gonna love the food, and I'm not a picky eater, so I'm like, sure, let's do it. Turns out, the tavern's at the top of a beanstalk. He's part fairy and has wings, so of course he has an easy time getting up there. I'm a dwarf. No wings. It takes me a full half hour just to get to the top. And then, when I finally make it up, he gets all huffy about me being late. Okay, rough start. But maybe... Then we get seated. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. So, we get seated. He flags a waitress over and tells her to bring us a drinks menu. Basically orders her. She hands one over, and he immediately tosses it to the side and says, I don't need this. I come here all the time. He proceeds to order us two fireberry berserkers, and the waitress heads off before I can tell him that I'm allergic to fireberries. And when I do tell him, he just waves it off and says, Allergies are a state of mind. If you don't mind me asking, how did you meet this guy? Friend of a friend. Or friend of a friend of a friend. I don't know. My friend set it up. Yeah, they sound like a bad friend. Oh, they are getting a strong talking to if I ever escape this place. So is that when you went to the bathroom? Uh Uh-uh. We're only two minutes in at this point. So I decide to ignore the allergy comment, and I ask him what he likes to do for fun. He says he likes to read, and I said, oh, so do I. Then he laughs and says, I doubt you're able to read the kind of books I'm reading. Most girls aren't. What? Yep. So now I'm getting mad, and I'm like, okay, what kind of books do you read? He starts listing off the most boring books, all of which I have read. Was one of them Flight of the Fae? Changed his life, I think his words were. Yeah, that checks out. Flight of the Fae, Yarvel in the Net. He asked if I tried reading The Wizard's Tower, and I said, yeah, I read that when I was like 12, and he just snickered and said, Well, you probably didn't really get it. So then you went to the bathroom. Nope. So then our drinks come, and obviously I'm not drinking mine because I've consumed fireberries before, and those hives were definitely not a state of mind. Then he starts saying something about his ex-girlfriend when he suddenly pulls his speaking sprout out of his pocket and says, I have to take this. Then he just starts talking on his sprout, completely ignoring me. And that's when I went to the bathroom. So, I need advice. On how to escape a tavern bathroom? Look for windows! No. I mean, I know all of that was bad. But I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't get to date a lot, and 
try sticking it out. What do you think? Okay, but really, what's the window situation in this bathroom? Lysphera. I mean, you'd know better than me whether the stuff he was doing seemed like a case of nerves or not, but I don't know. I feel like casual misogyny isn't really a common symptom of nervousness. That just seems like him. Yeah, I guess you're right. You deserve better! Say it back! I deserve better. Yeah, you do! So now I'll ask again. Windows! What's happening there? There's one window, but honestly, I don't want to just slip out. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind, and then I'm going to grab the free bread on the table and leave. All right, you go! Thanks, Lysphera. And if there are any singles in the Sundar area between the dwarven ages of 22 and 35 who are looking to date, I am also looking. So... Hopefully we run into each other. I realize mid-sentence that I probably shouldn't give out my real info on the air. Yeah, good thinking. Thanks for the help, Lysphera. Anytime. Bye. Goodbye. And good luck to Zia. I've been on my fair share of bad dates, but nothing like that. The worst thing that's happened to me on a date was the person knocking over a candle and setting the whole table on fire. Okay, it was me. I was the person. I set the table on fire. But, but... The only reason was because it was the waiter put my glass of water right next to the candle. So, okay, fine. I put my water by the candle. The whole thing was my fault. Happy? Anyway, let's say hi to our next caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? My name's Sanji. Hi, Sanji. What's got you calling into the show today? Uh, I have a little dilemma that I've been dealing with for a while now. I recently moved out of my parents' cave and got my own place under a bridge. Uh, under a bridge? Oh, I'm a troll. Forgot to mention that, I guess. Most of my family are cave dwellers, but my buddy got me a good deal on this bridge, so I went for it. Well, that's great. Yeah, except that now anytime time someone's about to cross the bridge and sees me, they throw money at me. They what? Back in the day, there were a lot of bridge trolls who charged money from travelers trying to cross. But that's from, like, when my great-grandpa was a kid. We don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, I remember learning about that in history class. Yep. So now people see me and just assume I'm going to make them pay me across. My buddy said I should just keep the money since I live under the bridge. But I don't feel great about that. Oh, excuse me. people are making this assumption of you just because you're a troll. That can't feel great. Hey, I appreciate that. Thanks. Have you thought about posting a sign? A sign? Yeah, something to tell the people they don't have to pay you to cross. Like, bridge passage free, or please don't pay the troll. That's a pretty good idea. That'll convince some of them, I'm sure. But some folks around here are really superstitious. They think that it's bad luck not to pay the troll if there's one under a bridge. I don't know if a sign will deter them. Hmm, that is harder. I'll give you a second to think. I see another traveler approaching. Hello! You don't have to pay me to cross the bridge. You can't fool me here. Oh, come on! Plumbots? That's the smallest coin! It's gonna take me forever to find where those went. I'm back. Okay, I think I have a solution. I'm all ears. 
I'm one ear. The other one still has a coin in it. When someone insists on paying you to cross the bridge, give them a stone. I'm not following. Tell them it's a magic stone that will magically transfer money to the troll under the bridge every time they cross. That way, they can cross the bridge thinking that they're paying you, and you can stop getting coins stuck in your ears. That's a great idea. I could call it an easy passage stone. I love it. I'm going to start collecting stones right now. Thanks for the advice, Liz Vera. Of course. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, it's that time again. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Liz Vera. Next up we have... Oh, wow. Music? Actual music? That's new. Okay, uh, next up we have five minutes of Michelian and the Backup Bards, followed by two hours of an unidentified animal scratching at the bark of a tree. Yep, that's more like it. I'll talk to you all again real soon, and in the meantime, keep your chin up, and don't throw money at trolls. Or really anyone, for that matter. Unless they ask you to, I guess. So, don't throw money at trolls, or anyone, Unless they specifically ask you to. Yeah, that's good. Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira, the sponsor, and Zia were voiced by Katie Siegel. Senji was voiced by Frankie Marone. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute to leave a kind review on the Apple Podcasts app. Katie won't throw money at you, but she will throw her love and affection. We have Dear Listera merch. Check it out at teespring.com slash stores slash katieflyesaway. For more Dear Listera, check out at Dear Listera on TikTok. You can also follow at Dear Listera on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!